This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is paid commercial programming. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between. Let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. <laughs> Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Crazy Train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. We're just in the nick of time here on the CEO. Welcome back and welcome to the second hour on this kind of breezy, chilly Saturday morning, but it's it's going to only get better, folks. And today is the day for Mistake on the Lake at Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop. Don't, shop. Don't forget that. And don't forget that we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live. We are unrehearsed. We are shooting from the hip. Danny Bush, Tommy the True Neubauer, and Greg Janik on the boards. So make sure you join us every Saturday. Tell your friends about us. Uh, 799-1250 is the phone number. That's 414-799-1250. Got any questions or comments? And Danny and I were just getting coffees, and we had to run back to the studio. Here, Greg, I got <laughs> I got something for you. Try calling Smokey's on the bait. See if Tilkey's there. See if we get a fishing report from yeah. him. We'll yeah, and uh, good buddy. went out to Okachi Sunday. Uh, beautiful day. But we were, you know, we were only out for an hour and a half, maybe. No more than two hours. How many crappies did you get? Well, we kept six. Now, there, the place was busy. It was very busy. The launch was busy. A lot of, lot of crappy fishermen. There were people. Crowding into yeah, the spot. Stumpy Bay I wouldn't even go into. I mean, Too busy? Too oh, many guys? Yeah, too many people there. And But there are plenty of other places on the lake where crappies go into the shallow water. And there was one place that I know of, and I'm not saying where. It's a great little spot. There were a lot of those four or five inchers. Yeah. You know, a lot of those little shits. Oh, excuse me. Whoop. Can't say that. Dump button. <laughs> Don't butt. Oh, well, okay, he's well, talking. Yeah. That's all right. Anyway, a lot of those little stinkers, <laughs> but uh, we were able to keep six uh, Yeah, six of them that were eh, nine, ten inches. Not monsters, but filetable, you know. Oh. So, Not there? Not there until 9, 9.30. Oh, oh really? Oh, jeez. Oh, wow. Boy, they get a plate up there. Huh? Did you, well, you got to hold. Smokey's on the bay. Someone was at the shop, though? Yeah. Well, why didn't they give us a report? I don't know. I just said Tilgy wasn't there. Oh, well, ask that guy for a report. Well, yeah, okay, there. okay. Call him back whenever. Well, <laughs> nah. Well, you know, okay, it doesn't matter. Know. 
You know, there's a, there's a fella, I forget his name, he comes in and sees me every now and then at Sherpers, and, and he talks to these little bait shops up by Winnebago area and, yeah. and yeah. some of the rivers area, and he tells them, and, and, you know, to call us, you know, with a fishing report, and they have in the past. But it, a lot of times, at this time in the morning, Danny, at this time in the morning, th- those, little, those bait shops are busy. You know, in the season, you're right. swing. They're they're busy, so they can't always take the time time to call. Who do you got? Kind of busy. We have Jim from West Dallas. Wants to give a little uh, crappie report. Hey, oh. Jim, how you right. doing? Good, good. What's up? Good. I listened to you last uh, Saturday. You said crappies were starting to bite. And yeah. We never went to Okachi. We went to Delavan Monday. Yeah. And there were maybe a dozen boats out there, and uh, we did exceptionally well. Yeah. Did you go to the South End? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That, they're, they're smoking yeah. on the south end. Really? Yeah. Yeah. We got some that were 15 inches. Whoa! Wow. You got some monsters. My yep. gosh. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah. that's awesome. a, that's a mounter. Been, yeah. We kept a dozen or so, you know, yeah. a lot of them would spawn, but, uh, that one I measured in the boat was 15 and a quarter with the tail bin. Wow. What, uh, were you using jigs, minnows? What were we you? We were using, uh, we have a friend of ours in the Hales Corners, an old gentleman who makes a jig, just, uh, some, uh, Solder on the shaft, and he paints it in a minnow. That was it. Yeah, well, that's all you need sometimes, right? Yep, yep. That that's all you it. need. Good sizes? Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice 15-inch crappies, 15 Greg. Inch, yeah, but... Uh, well, that the, was the biggest. The yeah. average was about between 9 and 10. Nothing that's still really nice. Little, no little ones. Right? Now, are, and, you, are you fishing under a little bobber then, or are you just... Yeah, a sm- real small uh, little rocket bobber in... Uh, and just the way to that jig, no uh, split. That's what my dad used to love was those rocket bottles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a, we sell those at Sherpers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely. Oh well, yeah, oh yeah. You know what? You know what? Hmm, what? You show me one of those twenty-inch crappies. I said I'll give you a thousand dollars. By the way, <laughs> being as you're getting those big crappies, if do you know all, you were four and a half inches away from a thousand dollars from Tom. Oh boy! No, actually, that was from Bushy. No, no, that wasn't my voice on there. Yeah. yeah. So keep fishing for him. That's a good report. Yeah, okay. that is great. That is great. You're going to go. let you guys know if it ever warms up again, we can get out there. Yeah. Hey, awesome. Got, yeah, well, you I'd know. I'd be tempted to go out there and do it on them, but I think this weekend's going to be. This weekend is, is not very really nice. Yeah, yeah but cold. during the week, it's supposed to get nicer, so. Being retired, it's nice I can get out there. Hey, keep yeah, it you up, know man. What? You know, you went during the week, right? Yes, I Yeah. Lucky. That's yeah, if you, you can do. go during the week on Delavan, that's much better than going on a weekend. Well, that's <laughs> our good buddy. Maybe we'll try giving Paul Mahalik a yeah. call later, too, because he's retired, and that's yeah. what he does. Right. All right. Thanks for calling, Jim. Okay, my pleasure. Appreciate care, it. Jim. Bye now. Bye. Wow, that's a big crappie. A 15-incher is a big crappie. That's a mounter. That's one to put on the wall. You know, I've gotten a lot of stuff mounted over the years, and I'm almost coming to the conclusion of, uh, you get it mounted, and it's it means a lot at first, and then it sits there on your wall for a couple oh, yeah, of years, I, and then it just gets dusty, and you're like, yeah. I'm not big uh, in the mount. And who sees them, really? You know, you're who right. Sees who them? sees them? Who sees them? I never was into the mounting. What I prefer is a, a really good photograph. Put in an eight by ten frame, you know, and that's good. You know, a nice photograph. Uh, I can remember the day, you know, and uh, you know, you just remember more things when you see that photograph, you know. And uh, I've never been big into the mounting stuff. Well, can't either. you get a, a mount that has replica, or you know, a replica, yeah, a replica. Or a mount that yeah. you know almost has the background? You the option to put a picture in there. Well, yeah, you can do stuff like that. Yeah, and then I've seen some some the, one of the neatest things I saw. It was an end table, like a coffee table. Yeah, yeah. I think no, it was more like an end table. It was kind of a octagon. Yeah, and 
there was glass all around the sides and glass on the top, and inside there was gravel, there were fake weeds, yep, yep, and there were walleyes and perch mounted. That looked like they were. It looked like you had a little aquarium there. You know, it was so something, cool. Something like that. It was so cool. Yeah, pretty that, artistic. Now, like my biggest muskie, it's. It's, up on Mid- Midwestern Shooter Supply. It's up above their fishing yeah. department wall. Yeah. looks nice up there. Yeah. And why should I have it in my little place? You know, nobody sees it there. Yeah. looks cooler there. It's yeah. a story yeah. from when you bring the women home. Oh, well, yeah. Chicks really. Oh, yeah. They love <laughs> my dead fish on the wall. Chicks, I'll, in fact, I'll tell, I'll tell you what. I, I, was, I was dating one a couple years ago, right? And she was an animal rights-like lover. Oh, boy. Like, she would take, if there was a spider, right? I saw her do this. We were going into her garage, and she saw a spider, and she she lifted it up. She went bent down, got it, and, and shooted out the door of her garage without just stomping on, on it. it. Yeah. So anyway, when she first came to my, she wouldn't come into my place because I had those deer heads on the wall. <laughs> but finally, with my wile and charm, she finally succumbed, and then she kind of got used to it. But then one time, oh, I'll tell you what I did. I put plastic bags, those big garbage, <laughs> those trash and really? leaf bags. I put them over the heads of all the deer, right? Oh, yeah. Geez. And I said, see, honey, I fixed it for you. So then after a while, she just kind of, you know, blew it off and didn't bother. But then one time she was trying to take a selfie picture of us, right? And I was strategically trying to maneuver us in the living room so my <laughs> deer head would be behind us. Mm-hmm. But she caught me. She knew what I was trying to do. I was trying to be a smart aleck on yeah. it. So. Hey, we got another email here. This is from Adam. He says, good morning. No, it says, good mistake on the lake morning. I can't wait to get out to Smokies today to check out the shop and talk fishing with everyone. I will also have a nine-foot heavy action jawbreaker for sale as well. Hey, Bushy, Smokies also now has the fire tiger pattern, angry dragon. You know, no, you and Komar talked about it. See you guys there. And that's from Adam. What's an angry dragon? It's like, and I've been wanting to make one of these for 10 years because, you know, when the big bait craze went and everybody was upsizing everything, mm-hmm. Steve Milliot was quietly catching big fish on vermilion on a bait they hadn't seen before called a chatterbait. Oh, and it was like, first, an, yep. The big chatterbait. The big chatterbait. Yeah. Well, I thought, why not make a magnum chatterbait? And he has done it. Yeah. And I think it'll work because it'll be something big that they haven't seen. Mm-hmm. So I want my free giant chatterbait when I come on out there. And they call, my, they call it an angry, angry dragon. dragon. That's okay. what he calls it. And I think it should be good. It's interesting, Tom. I was reading an article about uh, the, the big cowgirls, the mm-hmm. tens, those mm-hmm. size. And they, when they first came out, muskies were jumping all over them. Mm-hmm. And then fish started getting conditioned to them. Mm-hmm. I was reading about it in Muskie Hunter. And you didn't see people throwing them. In fact, some of the guys in the know, what they did was, once they got conditioned to them, they started speeding up the retrieve. And that would trigger them. Mm-hmm. But now guys are going more to the rubber, the plastic type stuff. Mm-hmm. So fish do get conditioned, but I think this new bait, something new and big that they haven't seen, you never know what they might be jumping on for a while. So what do we, who, who we got on the line there? We have Jerry. Oh, good. We got Jerry on the line. Jerry from... The Bay of Green Bay up from in Smokey's on the Bay. No, he's not from no? Smokey's on no? the Bay. Jerry's the, no, he's you know, not oh. on the Bay today. Oh, Jerry Ruffalo, the guy. Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. Hi, Jerry. 
How's hey, it going, guys? Good, good, good. Sorry, I wasn't communicating with my partner Tom over here <laughs> while we're running the show. I'm no handing slips of yeah. paper with names to call to Greg. So, yeah, I have, we haven't talked in a long time. It's the spring season. Just wondering how your season's progressing. What's happening up there? Uh, things are starting to progress pretty well. Water warm is warming pretty quickly. Although with today's temperatures and uh, weather for tomorrow, I'm sure it's going to knock the water temp down, but. Last uh, time I was out, I was out during the week. Water temperature in some areas was uh, right on the edge of 60. Wow. Most, places, most of the places uh, that I was at was right around 50 to 55. Right now, the fish are coming off the spawn. They're starting to slide out into the uh, post-spawn areas. You have fish coming out of the fox that are flushing into the lower bay. You've got fish that are coming out of the Pensaki River that are working their ways off. Uh, along the Gano's Reef, uh, Charles Pond area. You have fish coming out of the Ocano that are working their way to the Ocano Shoals. Same thing with the Peshigo and the Marinette area. You have fish that are still holding uh, along the shorelines and the deep rocks of the Door County area. So there's a bunch of different bites going on right now. Um, I managed to get some fish on, tr- on crankbaits this week trolling uh, in the shallow water on the, uh, in the lower portion of the bay. And... I went and we did some pitching for a plastics and ripping rafts up in the Door County area. Caught some fish that way too. So there's a lot of different bites going on right now. Hey, let me let me ask you. When you say they kind of transition into the flats, I mean, are they like first uh, early season? Are you concentrating on like some just ten, fifteen foot flats? Or are you going out even deeper? What's the transition generally? Yeah, and it varies by area, and it's just based on on uh, the well, I don't know if topography would be the right term, but it's just based on, on area. If, if you went up by the Henderson Point area and the uh, east shore, there's a lot of deep rock there, and we're catching fish in 25 to 30 feet. And then in the shallow side on the west, uh, along the uh, the shallow rock and the shallow sand flats, those fish are in anywhere from 4 to 8 feet of water. So uh, it varies from place to place. And fish, I, you know, I, I, at this time of the year, they're just kind of out trying to be opportunist they're moving to a spot and looking for bait and or feeding and and mainly working areas thinking that you know are finding uh, bait in shallow water i think those fish still in the deep water uh out off the east shore are relating either to smell or they're relating to whitefish so are you saying that if it warms up a little bit jeff it's going to get better fishing jerry Jerry, i'm sorry jerry if it warms up a little bit it's gonna it's gonna get better yeah, the fishing has been good, actually. Yeah. Um, uh, out of the trips that I've had, uh, I've, it's ranged anywhere from catching uh, six fish to ten fish on each trip, and I'm usually been going out for four or five hours at a time, and I'm not spending a lot of time in one spot. I'm just hitting places and catching one here, one there. And it's not okay. I think if uh, if I was trying to catch lots of fish, I, I, I don't think it would really be a problem. Um, the traditional areas this time of the year are, are starting to go with that water warming by next week when we get to the opener, when the uh, limit increases from one fish to to uh, five, that there'll be a, a bite that guys will be able to go out and get some limits of good eaters, and if they want to catch a big fish or two, those are available. Yeah. Uh, what's your phone number or website that people get in touch with you? Yeah, several different ways you can get in touch with me if you're interested in a trip. Uh, my website and my the name of my business is Anglers Plus Guide Service. So that would be 
anglersplusguideservice.com. Okay. Or you can go on uh, lakelink.com under businesses and fishing guides. I have a page there. Uh, if anybody has questions, they can either text me or give me a call at 920-973-2868. I'm available. Um, I've got trips planned next week. I, uh, surprisingly, the only day I have open next week and into the next weekend and into the week is Saturday. I'm still open on opening day, but um, the rest of the week is pretty much booked already. All right, so Jerry. It's going to be a great start. Yeah. It's going to be a, a busy season, and the fishing should be great. Okay, Jerry Ruffalo. And uh, you can cont- say the name of their website one more time. Anglers Plus a- Guide Service. Anglers Plus Guide Service. And All right. he'll put you on fish, folks. Thanks, Thanks Jerry. Jerry. You bet, guys. Take care. See ya. Yep. All right. We got to go now. We got to go to a break. Not leave forever, but just for a break. And when we come back, we're going to play the Larry Smith I'll Tell You What contest. So we need a contestant. Win yourself. This time it's something different. You're going to win a $10 gift certificate to Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages in McGuanago. So stay tuned for more. 799-1250. That's 799-1250. Call right now. To the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors with Danny Bush, Tommy the True Newbauer, and Greg Janik on the boards. We have a contestant for the Larry Smith. Uh, I'll tell you what segment. We do. We have yeah. Brian. Hey, good morning, Brian. Good morning. How are you guys doing? All right. Well, last week, Jeff picked eight or under, and Larry Smith said, I'll tell you what, five times. So Jeff is a winner. Now, the week before that, Larry Smith said it 15 times. So we're going we're gonna to keep the under over the same, all right? We're going to keep – no, wait a minute. He didn't say it five times. He said it seven, I think, seven. He was just under. That's right, seven times. So we're going to give you the same thing, Brian, and I'm writing your name down as we speak. What do you think it's going to be? Will Larry Smith say, I'll tell you what, eight or less or nine or more? I think eight or less. Okay, I'm putting that down. Under. All right. So you think, what do you think, that somebody told him about it? Uh, I, I think that uh, he may have been getting some uh, info from the backdrop. Yeah, he, he might have been. You never know. Because I, I, did you watch the show last week? Yeah. Yeah, I, I kinda, it kind of seemed like he was going to say it a couple times but caught himself. Did you notice that? Oh, I, I saw him like almost kind of like that stutter. Yeah, yeah, like uh, he was just about to say it, and he said something else, you know. Yeah, so I'm just wondering if he's more not more cognizant of of saying that or not. Uh, we'll see, but we'll see this week, all right. And you will win uh, if if he says it eight times or less, you will win a ten dollar gift certificate to Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages in McGuanago. Okay. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. Have a great weekend. Uh, you too, Brian. Thank you. Um. What was I going to say? You know, last week it was so funny because Ron was out of town, and I wanted to go crappie fishing. I wanted to leave a little earlier, you know. Ron was out of town, so he couldn't watch it. Now, I'm sure he DVR'd it, but I figured I better watch it myself. So we didn't get out until later on. You know, as a matter of fact, right after the Larry Smith show. (laughs) 
<laughs> had to get all quick. What was he fishing last time? Uh, he was on uh, one of the rivers. Uh, wait a minute. Uh, let me think. Uh, Menominee. Yes. He was on a Menominee River. They were trolling at night. For walleyes? Yep. With this guy and his wife. They were bumping the sand. The guy said it was all sand. About eight feet of water. They were doing that last year too. Yeah, trolling, yeah, they uh, did that. Trolling, trolling the suspending yeah. jerk baits. And yeah, but and stuff. but you know what though? One thing he never he puts mentioned. A red hook on the middle. Yeah, one thing he never mentioned though hmm. was that you know he had his leader line, and then he had his regular line, but he had about three or four feet of a red colored something. Now I don't know if it was lead core. Uh, I don't know what it was, but it was about. Three to, feet of to the, red. To the bait, you mean? Yes, from the well. Actually, it went from the regular, from the reel, from the line that's on the reel. Then you had this three feet of red stuff. Then you had uh, probably some fluorocarbon in front of the lure. All right, about another couple feet of fluorocarbon. But there was about a three foot section of red stuff, and he never said what that red stuff was. And I was wondering, since they were using these floating baits, you know, like rapalas, rapalas, rogues, whatever, husky jerks. I'm wondering if that wasn't maybe a piece of lead core he had on there. I don't know. Well, there, El Guapo. But he never, he never, uh, he never said it. Yeah, he never said it. So, and the guy that he was fishing with, he he guides up there, him and his wife. And the guy said that color. Now, mind you, this is at night. Mm-hmm. It's a tea-stained colored river, and he said color definitely does matter. Now we discussed this before. Does it matter? Does it not matter? Especially at night in a dark colored water, you know, does it really matter? Doesn't I it matter? Believe I believe for walleyes, yes. And I believe yeah. for trout and salmon, Lake Michigan. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Because oh, you'll have those charter definitely. captains talking and they'll go, you know, it's on the green reverse crotch rocket binder spoon yeah. in iridescent purple yeah. or whatever, you know, they'll come up with these. Mm-hmm. And, and that one particular yeah. color bait is working that day. But I think on Lake Michigan, because the water is so clear, that it definitely, definitely does matter, you know. and But, you know, when we think of color in dark water, especially in rivers where you got the dark color and you're fishing mm-hmm. down, let's say down in 20 feet or something, we got to remember that we're thinking of fish seeing a color. We're thinking of it in with our eyes. Not with the fish's eyes, you know, and, yeah. and they're different than our eyes, you know. Well, I'll tell so, you the colors that worked for the walleyes up on the east side of the bay, which Mr. Ruffalo was referencing. And we were fishing at night in crystal clear water. Mm-hmm. Uh, clown. Clown always works Yeah, that's for a me. good one. Clown. Yeah. In fact, I've gotten to the point over the last couple of years, it's probably all I've, all I was running. Um, my brother likes to use the, the black, rogues with the orange belly it's kind of a bluish black with some sparkle in the mm-hmm. du- at night in the clear water it's amazing you shine a spotlight it really has a flash to the side mm-hmm. to it mm-hmm. and he he claims and I, I my memory's not as good as his but he says dan i remember there were times he says i remember one time you were running that black rogue years ago and you got five six fish and i got nothing and it was the only thing they'd hit so he likes to throw that on Blue and silver has always been good. Blue and silver, Blue and is silver always has, yeah. has always been good. Yeah. Um, and then a uh, uh, another good one, green and silver. They actually mm-hmm. call it. Uh, it's not called green and silver. What do they call that? That that particular rogue can't can't remember, remember. off the top I of my remember. head. And then there's a uh, uh, another new one that's just kind of a whitish, clearish rogue mm-hmm. that worked well mm-hmm. for us as well. You, you looks can... like a smelt, basically. Yeah. 
you know, it, it, it's funny that you, you, you can tell what are the really good colors that are working all over the country. Look at the bait rack, man. L- look, look at every manufacturer, and you'll see, uh, let's say in hard baits, every one of them has got a fire tiger. Every one has got a clown. Every one of them, you know, there, there's a, a handful of colors that every manufacturer makes. And, you know, the same thing is true in plastics. There's a handful of colors that every manufacturer makes. That's because they work and people are buying them, you know, and they're good all over. And one manufacturer, if, a, if a, I should say, if a new manufacturer comes out with stuff, they trust me, they look at what everybody's using out there and what everybody's making, and they're going to make those too because they do work. Hey, listen, we got to go to a quick break, folks. Oh, what's coming up? Oh, I know what's coming up. We have got the sports report with Jeff. <laughs> with Greg, I was almost going to say with Jeff Janis. <laughs> we got Greg Janis. I remember when I talked about all those concussions he had as a oh, kid. Oh, yeah. On 105.7 FM, the fans, stay tuned. Uh, we are presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, coming to you live and unrehearsed, as Tom likes to say. I don't know why he says that. From the Bait <laughs> Studios. We are presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. And let me tell you, my friends, you need to get some of that because with all this rain we've had, there's going to be bugs and chiggers and ticks and whatever. And mosquitoes. And jiggers yeah. out there. I've heard there's going to be a lot of ticks this year, yep. guys. Did Lots of ticks that? this year. Yep. They're expecting a lot this year. My uh, brother-in-law and sister-in-law live out in Trever, Wisconsin. Trever. I thought it was Trevor. I always Trevor, called it Trever. Trevor. Whatever. Okay. And uh, my brother-in-law had to take on him the other day, and the dog had to take on him the other day. Mm. Already, huh? Already. Oh, this geez. is going to be. This is going to suck this year. Yeah. Well, at least there's no ticks in the boat when I'm on the water. Nope. Uh, <laughs> speaking of being on the water, Tom, uh, one thing I was yeah. uh, found out. I didn't realize this. You know, they got the new Go Wild card, right? Which yeah. when you... When, okay. I'm not going to say nothing. Mr. Grumpy over there. I'm not going to say nothing. You know, they should have used you as a stand-in for grumpy old men. You'd have been perfect on the ice. You wad, <laughs> waddling up on the ice with a goddamn <laughs> pair of overhauls and suspenders, great. red plaid <clears throat> hat. I'd have been grunting. looking, grunt, looking <clears throat> grumpy. Oh yeah, you'd have, he'd have been perfect for it, right? <laughs> this guy, you could have been the grumpy guy in the, in the. I'm gonna write the new movie. We can do a remake, and you'd be the grumpy guy in the shack next to him that's having a war with them. Mm-hmm. And you come up with clever things to sabotage the other guy's shanty. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm gonna get to work on writing that right away. <laughs> I really wish you get to work on it. I wish I'd okay. So go anyway, wild. Uh, go wild. So anyway, yeah. uh, the, when you hand it to your friendly warden Grappy out on Lake Michigan or whomever, they can scan it and see everything mm-hmm. that's on there. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's supposed to be very convenient. But do you realize if you're on Boundary Waters, you have to have the paper license with you? Mm-hmm. Because like, if you get pulled over by a Michigan person, 
they can't scan that go wild. They don't have the app or driver's license, right. you know, your driver's license. So you still got to carry the, the paper yep. with you. So this is uh, and that's something I didn't realize. Matter of fact, I'm going I in realize my, it now going in my but, wallet right now to show Bushy something. What I do is I cut out that part. Okay. The important part. I cut out that and then I laminate it so that, you know, it won't get water soaked or whatever. But that's that's well, how I yeah, I don't I don't carry that whole eight by ten sheet of paper. I just this, carry Greg. that. Well, aren't you yeah. special? Yeah. Look that no, that's actually not bad. And yeah, I mean then then that fits in my wallet, not like this eight by ten now, what I, piece of paper. What I do, I learned this from Steve Milliot years ago, is I've got a folder and I've got everything from my boat registration to my fishing license to my captain license to mm-hmm. my Twic card to everything, and I have it all sealed in a waterproof bag, which I keep locked on board in my boat. So, like, if I'm if I get checked, mm-hmm. um, and I've right only been it. checked once, yeah. I just hand them that, and they open it up. There's the boat registration. Everything there's my there. license, yeah. captain, everything, right there. So you got everything. Mm-hmm. The only drawback is, like, let's say you go fishing with somebody else, and you're like, oh crap, my I license it in my is boat. in my boat. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's boy. the only problem. Uh, hey, I was looking at some of these colors of these husky jerks. Yeah. And the silver one that's hot for the walleyes, uh, it's silver, blue on back, with like you were asking, talking before, orangish kind of a belly. Yeah. And the t- the color of this one is not the most clever name in the world. It's just called silver blue. Okay, well, that's And they it. leave out the orange, though, on the <laughs> belly, you know, because that's important. I that's think. important. Now, that important. then the one that I was talking about, the green silver, it has a tint of orange in the belly that's called tennessee shad oh yeah tennessee shad i should have known that and then the new one that worked pretty good when my brother put it on up there uh it's called the glass minnow and it looks kind of like a whitish silver no other colors on Mm -hmm. it but uh the walters were slamming that man if that doesn't look like a smelt Mm -hmm. in the crystal clear water Mm -hmm. uh nothing nothing else does the one that i bought that didn't work so good is called the glass blue minnow. It mm-hmm. looks like it should work. It's blue with some specks on the top, a little chartreuse in the bottom. Well, that, maybe there were no fish in the area at that, that time one, when you had it on. That one know? I got a whole lot of nothing. And uh, then there was, um, okay, let's see. Yeah, they got all kinds of really cool. Look. They got a lot of different colors. They got a lot of different colors. Um, yeah, so... They've, they come out, one thing, that Rapala Lure Company, man, I'll tell you, that is one incredible company. All the baits oh. that they come up with, and now they've come up with the X-Wrap All the, and the, yeah. uh, you know, Down Deep Shadow Wrap, Down Deep. Uh, I mean, those for smallies, I'll be pitching those in, in, in a month up on the Bay of Green Bay, catching some five-pound smallies. That's a company that has stayed up with the times, the fishing times. I mean, I mean but, you know, it's funny, they're, they're original Floating, floating Rapala, that still is a big seller, and it still produces. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, it, it's still one of the best ones out there. So, so it, I think it, and it, I think it will be for it. It has surpassed the test of time. Now, you were bringing up watching Larry Smith's show, the trolling for the walleyes. Uh, one of the new things people are doing now that they weren't ten, fifteen, that they're doing now that they weren't ten, fifteen years ago is using a fluorocarbon leader. A lot of times right, when they're yeah. trolling. Now, yeah. uh, I guess the fluorocarbon has virtual no whatever refraction or whatever it is, so mm-hmm. it's near near invisible under the water. 
The other advantage of the fluorocarbon leader is it's more abrasion resistance. Right. So if you're they are. nicking rocks and stuff, yeah, yeah. Uh, as opposed to the mono, now you mm-hmm. st- it still can get nicked. I still found myself oh, retrying. Sure. Oh, yeah. But you got a little bit more uh, leeway there, I think. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And if you got any thoughts <laughs> about that, folks, you just give us a call here at 799-1250. We're going to be here for the next uh, 14 minutes because right now we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. It's the final countdown! Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. And on the line, we have Mr. Paul Mahalik, I believe. The man, the myth, the legend, and a great area multi-species fishing guide in southeastern Wisconsin here. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Hi, Paul. Hey, good, Paul. Good, good. It's good. been a long, cold winter. Haven't talked to you. I finally got my boat out, but I imagine being as you're... Uh, uh, retired there. Uh, you're out on the water quite a bit. Wondering if you got any reports. Sure, I've been in, I've been in the boat for over five weeks now. We had early ice out, and uh, and this uh, this uh, spring has just been one big roller coaster. Uh, uh, was doing doing pretty good on the crappies. Uh, I've been fishing Madison, Beaver Dam, Nabobbins, Delavan. Uh, I'm on my way to fish Wabisa today. You got to play. It's going to be a strong wind, so. I know on Wabisa I can get on that north side and get out of the, the wind a little bit, but the crappies have somewhat pushed out now a little bit. They're waiting to do their thing, you know, once this water warms up again and these cold fronts quit happening, you know, they'll, they'll start sliding back more into the, into the thicker weeds then, too. So you've been primarily targeting the crappies first before the bluegills? Or? Well, I, no, crappies and bluegills. I, use, I, I don't use... Uh, minnows a lot i use gulp and and uh wax worms and spikes and uh with the presentation i use this time of year because the water is so cold it's it's just a tungsten ice jig under a, a small float uh a, like a rocket bobber is probably the best you know you, you can wait for that thing to tip up and dress it with a piece of gulp or a a spike and a real slow presentation because that water is you know the water did last week get up the 56 degrees but yesterday i was out it was 51 again so man uh, man it's just been up and down up and down but uh that that's paul that's what makes the springtime fishing so iffy because of the fact that it does change for every couple days up down you know fish are in fish are out the fish are biting fish are not you know (laughs) yeah oh yeah and the crappies they were biting pretty good in this one bay and uh with this cold weather you know, it's crystal clear in there now, and I, I see guys in there fi- lurking around fishing, but they're they're fishing for fish that really, you know, there's a couple fish in there, but the, the waves of the crappies that were there, they pushed out to the secondary break now, and they're just they're just going to wait until, you know, a little more warmth. When you, when you get the warm nights, that's a signal of things really to, 
start popping really good. Yeah, and especially with the sun being out, too, you need those sunny days to warm up that water a few degrees. But Paul brings up a good point. I've never thought of this. Warm nights. I've 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 always thought sunny days, but then you can get cold nights where it cools it right yep, back down yep, again. Yep. But if you get a sunny or couple sunny days, I'm guessing fo- followed by warm nights with it, mm-hmm. that probably That's really turns them on. Oh, well, that good game on then. Yeah. It really gets those fish going. Yeah, you know, Paul. I like I was I was telling people a week or two ago. I said, you know, you don't have to go out real early in the spring for crappies. Wait until that sun no. comes up a while. <laughs> you know? Exactly. It's yeah. bankers' hours. I'm. Yeah. I was a little antsy this morning, so I'm on the road already. But, yeah, you don't have to have rod in your hand until 10, 11 o'clock, and sometimes that best bite ain't until 3 or 4. Yeah, it's later know? on in the afternoon. Yeah, well, exactly. today the, today they're calling for rain this afternoon, so it's right. probably a good idea that you're getting out early. Yeah, you, yeah. You, this time of year, like I say, you got to play the, the weather, got to play the wind. You, if you, you know uh, which way that wind is going to start howling from, and it's going to be a windy one, then you got to look at it and say, well, I can't fish this lake because, you know, uh, I've been catching them on the south end. I can't be fishing the south end with a strong north wind. So you, you pick a lake that's got sort of a sheltered north north area, and you, you can, you can, there's always a place to fish if you think about it. Yeah, that's that's one of the reasons like I like a place like Okachi because there are so many different yes. bays on different ends of the lake. And and in Nagawicka, you can always go into the channels, and you're, you, it doesn't matter how windy it is. You go into channels, and you're always out of the wind, you know. Exactly. But you just got to exactly. hope the fish are there too. <laughs> yes, and yeah. uh, that's that's the big thing this time of year. You know, they're here one day and gone the next. And uh, but uh, you know, with this warmer weather that they say next week, it should be a good opener coming up. Yeah, well, we hope so, and we hope so. Hey, if people want to get in touch with you, Ron, now, hold it, Tom. You had some question you wanted to ask Paul. No, I was going to ask you. Oh, I'm you're going to ask me? Yeah. Okay. Hey, I'm Paul, sorry, Paul. But I got yeah, a question. No. I want to ask. Paul. Okay, what do you Thank want to you. ask okay, Paul? Right. What do you want to ask Paul? Uh, Paul, a couple of years ago, you and I went on Delavan in the summer and got some nice pike. Did you get out on Delavan last year and do anything on pike? I did do a little pike fishing out there. We got the biggest pike I got out there last year was thirty six, and didn't catch a lot of them for for whatever reason. And then I got on the chasing the muskies and and going out and fishing Mendota, you know, and I. I sort of just left that, you know, I, I, I only went out there probably for like uh, three pike trips. Okay, I didn't yeah. do a lot okay. of it. But you caught, you caught bigger pike last year on Pewaukee, though. Oh, some really I, nice I pike saw pike those pike. photos, Paul. Those were awesome. <laughs> there were some be- beautiful, Big beautiful pike. pike. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, this year we're looking forward to the same. Yeah, and if, yeah. Uh, exactly. if somebody wants to call you, want to give a number here? Sure. It's 414 520 0542. Yeah, and I will say, any of our listeners, if you're looking for multi-species guide, you can always call me, too, and I'll give you Paul's number, because people call me all the time, yeah, and they want to yeah, do bass yeah, or pike, yeah. or they want to go get a little bit of this and that, and I always tell them Paul's the best guy to do that. I pretty much just stick to the muskies on Pewaukee. Or if they call the, the Smokey's Muskie shop, we got Paul's card there. Yeah. So, so. All right, good, Mr. Mahalik. Thank you. Okay, you guys take it easy. All, all right, right, man. Get some crappies. Danny, I was going to ask you, have you ever caught two fish on one lure at the same time? I can't say that I have. The the reason I bring that up is while I was, you know, reading this one bass thing on the Internet, and it showed a guy, he had a a bigger lure, okay? 
He had a nine pounder on one hook and a ten pounder on the other. <laughs> it was like wow. But that that happened to me once years ago. Uh, we were uh, me and a couple guys. We were chasing. Uh, we we saw these fish busting the surface, right? And uh, it turns out that they were. It was a school of not very big bass. You know, uh, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen inches, right in that range. Yep. And so we would just chase that school, and when we'd see them busting the surface, we'd cast to it. And I was throwing, I think, if I remember correctly, I think it was a number 13 Rapala floater. Okay, that's the and, big, is that the biggest, or is 18 uh, the biggest? 18's the biggest. Okay, yeah, this was it. a little, I, I like throwing a little bit bigger ones, but this was a 13, just a little size bigger yep. than, the, than the 11s. Well, anyway, and uh, I got two bass on it, uh, you know, one on uh, different hooks, you know, and uh, they were... You know, like that 13, 14-inch range. Not real big, but two of them on the one hook. I thought that was pretty cool. But that's the only time it's ever happened. It's maybe happened to some of our listeners, too. Yeah. But, but oh, it can I will, happen. I will say this, too. Uh, if you've caught fish, bass fishing before, where you're fighting one and one comes oh, in Oh, right they next always to it. follow, especially smallies. Smallies. Especially. Uh, walleye fishing this year on the bay up there at night, twice when we're bringing in walleyes, there was... Another one. So right. so we shine a spotlight down to get ready for the net, and there's two sets of glowing <laughs> eyes. Now, one time we were bringing in about yeah. a 28-inch female, and Junior, the little male, was right along the side. Oh. But another time we were bringing in about, I don't know, a 22-inch male, and there was a monster female oh. with it. And at the last minute as we're getting it towards the boat, that, that big old giant walleye, marble-sized eyes, big female went separated from the the little male mm-hmm. we were fighting and cruised under yeah. under the boat like a big old submarine yeah. so really pretty cool to yeah, see yeah that is hey listen we're going to be at mistake on the lake today i'm going to be out there right away maybe 8 30 quarter to 9 bush you'll be out there maybe 10 30 11 o'clock so come and visit us at mistake on the lake at Smokey's musky bait and tackle shop and if you got some fishing yeah something something to sell or you want to maybe buy something i'm gonna have two really good reels mm-hmm. uh one's a trophy collector series with the musky on the side that never and uh, another ultra cast yeah so there'll be a lot of a lot of stuff for sale and everything in the store 15 percent off all right well i guess all right. that's all we'll see you out there to all the listeners thanks for listening and god bless and stay free everyone You've been listening to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents, coming to you live from the Baitmate Fish Attraction Studios. Talk to you next week. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.